You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Brian, let's talk about the reality. The reality of fulfilling all your dreams by going to Boomer Jacks, especially on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. You know, we love telling you about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star, Boomer Jacks. And on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, they have wing lovers hooked up. Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But they've got great deals the rest of the days as well. They have $3 drink specials, $15 buckets of beers. And that that beer is the coldest beer you can find anywhere in the Metroplex. Wall-to-wall TVs, live music, perfect atmosphere for, you know, happy hour, watching the game, taking your family somewhere. Boomer Jacks has everything that you need. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, uh, I want to jump into uh, something. You, you kind of referenced the Tyron Smith return, which we we believe will be next Sunday against Jacksonville, not this weekend. Uh, I know we talked a little bit about Tyron earlier this week, uh, but two guys that they're getting back, it appears, in the next week or two, uh, Tyron Smith at tackle and James Washington at wide receiver. I want to kind of discuss what we might be able to realistically expect from both of those guys. I was somebody who was 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 pretty bullish on uh, James Washington being able to have a a better showing here in Dallas than he had in Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh really didn't push the ball downfield much, and that was kind of James Washington's game coming out of Oklahoma State. He was a, a you know seven eight nine guy on the route tree. He was uh, a guy who his second year here in the NFL produced pretty well and had like fifteen yards of catch and was somebody who could test teams vertically. Everything was sort of underneath the last couple of years in Pittsburgh. It was a, a conservative offense, largely due to the quarterback they had and where Ben Roethlisberger was at in his career. And uh, even on some of that stuff that was underneath, his catch percentage was awful his last year in Pittsburgh. But uh, the the catchable balls, the uh, that, that percentage, catches versus catchable balls, which is a stat that Sports Info Solutions keeps, out of his 
like 40 targets. I think they said 23 of them were catchable and he had 20 catches or something. And so we're talking about a guy who, who generally performed pretty well when the ball was in his area. And so I had some optimism that he was going to be able to click with Dak Prescott that ended early in training camp with the broken foot. Um, but he's a guy who seems to, to be ready to, to come back and play now. And with Noah Brown kind of quieting a little bit as we've entered the second half of the season, he hasn't produced at the same level that he was earlier. Part of that's opportunity. Part of that's he's just he hasn't made some of the same big plays. Um, do you think James Washington has a legitimate chance to step in as the three and and try and contribute and and actually be a player of value for the Cowboys down the stretch? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about his situation, though. Ben Roethlisberger became washed in Pittsburgh. The ball wasn't going down the field. It wasn't accurate. The offensive line was bad. Yeah, they moved on from James Washington. And before that, James Washington was a down-the-field threat. Talking to people at the Star on uh, Friday, uh, I was under the impression that James Washington coming back in the lineup, maybe expect the ball going back down the field to him. You know, we'll see. He's, you know, he's coming off that that foot injury. We were standing right there, uh, you know, watching the practice when he got tanked. Right, it was right in front of us. We were right standing right on break it. Right in front of us. They got tangled up and it was broke. But you remember before that, he wasn't practicing during OTAs. He wasn't practicing during minicamp. So yep. this is like the first real exposure that we've had of him when it comes to uh, what he might do. But again, I was talking to some folks at the star that were saying, listen, expect him to play, but expect us uh, being the Cowboys to take some shots down the field. Uh, he's ready for that. Uh, he's practiced well. They felt like that everything about the foot is fine and ready to go. And But, uh, you know, we'll see. Because uh, they have yet to really throw the ball down the field or take any shots down the field. I think they're a little nervous about doing that with Michael Gallup because of the knee situation. So we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see. But if, in fact, that it holds true that the whispers are saying that Washington could be a downfield threat against the Texans this weekend. Do you think that would be just an instance of baptism by fire? Like, hey, let's see what he has now. Let's not let's not walk him into this. Let's not hold his hand. Like, we need to find out now what he can do. Let's get these reps out of the way. We've got Houston and Jacksonville, two teams we believe we can beat regardless of if James Washington plays or not. So let's not play any games. Let's see what we can do so that we know here coming into Philly – and some of these tougher games down the stretch, we know if he can be a, a serious contributor for us. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, you know, you're looking at a situation where he's been ready for a long time. He's, you know, they, they, that you, you brought it up. Uh, I had people say, nah, the Odell Beckham and, you know, that whole thing, it, it wasn't tied together, but I kind of felt like they didn't want to make two roster moves for a wide receiver. I think they wanted to keep, you know, one of they, they've been playing with 52 guys now for a little bit. You know, with the anticipation of, do you hold the spot for Odell Beckham or you hold the spot for Tyron Smith? But now, you know, with Brown being out, they've got they're going to have two roster spots that they're going to be able to fill. Tyron Smith being one, and then James Washington the other. So yeah, I, I you know, let's see what you got. You know, there, there's a it's a good opportunity between the games here, like you said, with the Texans and then with the Jaguars, and then you can kind of map your game plan and plan for what you're going to do against Philadelphia. 
the other guy that we've, of course, talked a lot about is Tyron Smith. There's there's the question of, and look, we talked about it a lot this offseason. The Cowboys were concerned with the San Francisco performance because they they had a question of, all right, was this just COVID? Was this coming off of the COVID thing for Tyron? Or is there a bigger issue at play here? Was was this the, the beginning of an aggressive decline? And he hadn't played great the week before that either. Uh, then we get into training camp. It didn't always look good. Um, he had some more more off days in camp than I can remember seeing him have in other years. Times where Dorrance Armstrong would beat him two, three, four times during a practice. Um, what in general is your expectation for Tyron? And, and given your expectation, how confident are you in that expectation? Well, I, I to the point where, again, talking to people who were watching practice, and we had the opportunity to see him come off the ball initially, I saw the knee bend, the body balance. I saw everything. I mean, he physically looks even more impressive than he was in the summertime. I'm talking about physically. Uh, McCarthy was joking about the knee braces he wears, his elbow braces aren't fitting him because his biceps are too big. Uh, <laughs> we were talking to Tank Lawrence about, you know, coming off the ball and, you know, and really getting into it. I heard that him and Pat McKinley got in it into each other at practice uh, pretty well. They had six, seven reps in a row where they were both just kind of banging into each other and trying one trying to control, one trying to move. And so, yeah, it, it, everything about it seems uh, ready to go. They want to get him that padded practice. They'll likely come next week uh, getting ready for Jacksonville. But my expectations are of, of, of Tyron. I think he's. I think he's confident about the the, the hamstring and or you know in, in the situation where it's at. Uh, you know, by coming off the football, getting into guys, uh, I, I see it as being a, a really really positive thing. The questions I'm going to have is how much are they going to play him initially? Are you going to see him and Jason Peters like switch out uh, maybe next week in the Jacksonville game, or 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 and with also with the guards switching out. And then once you get a gauge of him getting that, that game, getting those game reps, game shape, then you can throw on full full on throw him out there for the Philadelphia game and not worry about it, whether he plays 65 snaps or 75 snaps, that he'll be ready to go once he gets this game under his belt. If you've got Tyron Smith coming back next week against Jacksonville, that's obviously – you know, gonna there's gonna be a competition at guard, or or maybe they settle on one guy. Maybe they keep up a rotation. Maybe they're just kind of you know going back and forth between you know Tyler Smith and Connor McGovern their guard. But would you take the opportunity, given that McGovern has played guard all season, would you take this weekend as an opportunity to say, let's start Jason Peters at left tackle, play Tyler Smith at left guard, and just give him all of the reps for the game and and get him ready so that if we choose to go that direction, he's got a full game under his belt going into Jacksonville at left guard? I really like that. I like that question. I think it's an outside-the-box question. Uh, I, I, Me personally, um, I kind of like that. Could you could you get the same thing if somehow you start him, at, start him at tackle and then by halftime maybe you've built a little bit of a lead you know, maybe it's one of those games where they're not going to come back. And then you shift, you put Peters out there at left tackle, kick Tyler Smith into guard, and then give McGovern 
uh, a little bit of a break, or you can rotate the two guys if you want. Is that asking too much? Because I, I like your idea, but I also I I want to make sure that I secure the game with my starters before you know I I try to do some moving around and stuff like that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, it's interesting. Would you though? Would you potentially look at it as okay if you didn't if you didn't put Tyler Smith in right from the jump and you wait until there's a blow? Are are you are you getting a a real look at him and and what he can do? Well, like, like, he's like, like yeah. you're getting swept in a game that's kind of in the bag already. Whereas, like, if you get up with him and and he's taking competitive reps at left guard, is that more valuable? I. Me personally, I'm put the least amount of pressure on him right now. You know what I'm saying? But maybe having to learn his tackle responsibilities and then shift the guard might be something that, you know, might be something that might be a little bit tough. But I, I like what you're saying. I just feel like, to me, I get the game established, feel like, okay, we got this in control, and I might even, like, I might even rotate him at guard. I might even have a situation where Jason Peters plays and then you rotate. I I I don't think there's anything wrong, to be honest with you, with Tyron Smith starting at left tackle and Connor McGovern starting at left guard. Because I feel like that maybe a mental and physical break for Tyler Smith might be okay. You know, I mean sure. he's he's he has kind of carried, I mean, for the first five, six weeks of the season, he carried the weight of having to play left tackle on his shoulders. Now, we were all kind of thinking, well, man, he, he played tackle at Tulsa. I hope he doesn't fall apart. You know, we were, that Giants game was a rough one, and I think it was rough because he didn't have a full week of practice like we talked about. They're a heavy blitz team. You know, maybe with three games and 12 days and, I know he's a young guy and all that, but maybe he you could give him a little bit of a mental and physical break if, in fact, you start Tyron Smith at left tackle, Connor McGovern at left guard, and then and then work Tyler Smith in there how you how you want to work, and then you know that way it gives him kind of a little bit of a it's keeping him it's keeping him fresh because the question I have the question I have is. If something happens to Tyron Smith, who plays left tackle? Jason Ooh, Peters. Um, I would probably once you, if you're going to move Tyler Smith back and you commit to him starting or something, I would probably just roll with Peters at that point. See, that's what I'm saying though. You've won all these games with Tyler Smith playing left tackle. I mean, do you just say, okay, we're going to put Tyler Smith back at at uh, tackle and Peters becomes the swing tackle again? You know, I mean, they've got Ball, who they they like. You know, so I, I don't know. I mean, that's I'm kind of at a, I'm kind of at a little bit of a loss right now. That if something were to happen to Tyron Smith, 
do you go back to the the original configuration that's won you nine games? If we're going to talk about getting up big with a blowout uh, against Houston and then trying out Jason Peters' tackle moving Tyler Smith inside, could I interest you in getting really crazy and say play the second half with Connor McGovern at center? Yeah, I mean, I that I have no problem with what you're saying. I, I really don't. I really don't. That you know, that's something. Or or think about what's going on at right guard. You got to kind of take that right guard though too. You know, yeah. you, don't want, you don't want Zach Martin out there playing a bunch of snaps. If, if, in fact, the game is in control. I just don't know if something happens to Tyron Smith, how they would play it, you know? And because, w- like I said, does, does Tyler Smith, if he doesn't start at guard, you know, is he the swing guard and tackle both? I don't know, but you know, I, I kind of feel like they've moved Peters over there with the thought that if they get in the playoffs and stuff, or not if, but when they do these big games, that having a veteran left tackle might be the route to go. Interesting discussions there. We'll we'll see how I they. Don't, I, no, it's it's good think, stuff. How do you how do you think? How do you think they're going to play it? How would you play it? I would play it. I would put Tyler Smith inside at left guard. I I think that he's been. I I don't want to miss. Connor McGovern's been good. I think Tyler Smith gives them an edge that they really needed last year that they missed. And so I'll take a a little bit of a disparity maybe in the play in favor of what I think is a whole lot more nastiness there at left guard. Yeah. So I, that's, I, that's, I, I, say, I don't, I don't know. I, to me, it's not like they're getting ready, but even though Tyler Smith has been, I think Tyler Smith's been good over there. I really do. Sure. Yeah. No, I, th- I think Tyler Smith's been really solid. You're listening to the love of the star podcast. The love of the star is an odyssey podcast. You can find it on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.